Assalamu alaikum. It is Thursday, the 25th of November 2021, and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 280. And uh, we are looking at the meanings of the words of. Uh, Chapter 2, verse 96 of the Holy Quran, and this is the second broadcast in that you may call sub-series. Just to uh, remind you that uh, these broadcasts are uh, brought to you by the Lahore MDA community, which was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian. And uh, he taught members of this Jamaat that um, although generally Muslims want to bring another Prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, this cannot happen because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatamun Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet explained that by saying that it means La Nabi Abadi. There is no Prophet after me. So now no Prophet is going to come, whether an old one or a new one. However, the Holy Prophet said in, in, in Hadiths that when uh, uh, the Ummah needs guidance, then reformers, Mujaddadeen will come. And of course, because they will uh, try and reform Muslims' um, beliefs and their actions and so on, this will lead to disagreement. But uh, the Holy Prophet said, and this is a fundamental principle of Islam, that um, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a heretic, it is the person saying it who is closer to heresy. In other words, Muslims should not call each other kafirs. No one has the right to judge another person. And Mr. Ghulam Ahmed also taught that uh, Muslims believe that part of 
the prophetic revelation that the Holy Prophet received is missing from the Holy Quran, such as Ayah Rajam and Surah Balayat and so on. But he said that this is wrong because in the Holy Quran, God has promised that He is the guardian of the Holy Quran. So none of his revelations could have been missed out. Similarly, he said that uh, uh, people say that some verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. This is not possible. How can it be? And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam told that no verse of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. And these things are very important because um, if you are talking to Christians and so on, these questions frequently arise. For example, when Muslims put forward like Raha Fiddin, there is no compulsion in religion. Christians say, well, yes, fine, but <coughs> this verse has been abrogated by later verses of the Holy Quran. And they point out that this is not their theory. This is what Muslims themselves say. And they're not talking about you and me. They're talking about illustrious scholars of the Holy Quran who said this. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad taught that no verse of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. And most importantly, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad said that uh, Jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But Jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, not as defined by Tom, Dick or Harry. You can't have everyone with their own definition of a Jihad and then uh, uh, claiming and blaming others in saying that, you know, they're, they've abrogated jihad or they don't follow jihad and so on. The Holy Prophet's definition of jihad was given when he was returning from a battle and he said that Muslims were returning from the minor jihad towards the major jihad, which he explained was a struggle to control your own inner desires, your own self, your inner self. So with that, let's go to today's topic. A'udhu billahi minash Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wala tajidannahum ahrafan nasi 
some disagreement dispute whatever you want to call it about the root of uh, this word annas but uh, uh, the dictionary i uses uh, i use says that noon va seen is the triliteral root and um, in this form the 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 word is used in the holy quran 241 times it's used from the very beginning wa minan nasi man yaqulu amanna billahi wa bil yawmil akhiri wa ma hum bi mu'minin this is chapter 2 verse 8 so meaning the people and uh, again ya yuhan nasu su budu rabbakum allazi khalaqakum which is again al bakara was 20 and again baquduhan nasu which is again a few verses down verse 24 and from beginning right to the end the last verse 
the last chapter of the Holy Quran, 114. Okay, look at that. Allazi yuvas vi sufi sudurin nas minal jinnati wan nas. And it ends with that, meaning men. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> as I said, there is some disagreement. Some people say that uh, its basis, foundation is Unasun and uh, um, the first Hamza was replaced by Lam, so it became Annas and, and so on. <coughs> It means, as I said in English translation, that uh, various verses that are read out, people like "Qul a'uzu bi nas," say, announce, tell people that I seek refuge in the Rub, in the Creator of people Rabinas and here <clears throat> the whole of humanity is meant humanity whether uh, in the past or present or future because Allah God has created human beings and he continues to create them Um, but uh, it can also apply to a group of people with a particular uh, attribute. Aminu Kama Ama Nanas, chapter 2, verse 13. And in the same way, others believe. You too believe. Now, here we are talking about not the whole of humanity, but out of humanity, those people who possessed a particular attribute. And that was that they had the qualities that. Uh, made them recognize the truth and they accepted the truth because it may be that you recognize the truth but you don't accept it in the same way in chapter 4 verse 54 it says am ya sudunan nasa ala ma atahumullahu min fadli and 
but Allah has granted, bestowed upon some people, they're jealous of it. So these people are not jealous of the whole humanity, not everyone, but people who've been granted certain things, God's blessings. And that blessing can be anything really. People generally assume that God's blessings actually mean money and promotion and all this kind of thing, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that. What is God's blessing for one person? Another person will just sort of, you know, take it for granted and not pay much attention to it. For example, one blessing of God is that he may listen to your prayers. And there are such people. Maulana Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq Vidyarthi was one such person and people from far and wide used to go to him and ask him to uh, pray for them. Now, you know, that is a great blessing of God that he listens to the prayers and, uh, <clears throat> and so on. And others are jealous of that. There are people to whom God speaks. And again, Molana was one of those people. And we've seen in Ajumat, Hazrat Molana, Muhammad Ali, Hazrat Molana Abdullahi, and of course the founder, Hazrat Masihim, the promised Messiah. And God spoke to him. And that is a great blessing. But people were jealous of that. And what does he say? God speaks to him. So, the next word, its uh, root is ha, ya, ya. And that occurs in the Holy Quran 184 times. And in uh, 12 different forms. 76 times as Hayat. 51 times as Achya. 24 times as Hay. And so on. Nine times as Yastahi and seven times as Hayya. Um, and then Fur occurrences six times as Tahiyat, etc. So that means life, but then what is life? 
<clears throat> one condition of life well biology has certain conditions of life but biology deals with this world where we are now what happens after we die or move on whatever you want to call it is not biology's subject so it says for example well a, li uh, a living thing needs nutrition so human beings need food animals need food um, you know plants need food this is why you water them you uh, um, give them fertilizer and all this kind of thing but then I could turn around and say well a car needs fuel so that must be alive and then so you add another extra condition that something living has to fulfill so we say well it ex excretes waste matter and like human beings and you know animals and so on and so forth and then you say oh I could say well the car does that as well you know it has a waste pipe from which all the waste gases are uh, sort of excreted so what about that so you add another condition it grows the condition here so if I buy a small car it's not going to grow and become a Rolls Royce in 10 years time it will remain the same size another condition of um, living organisms is that they do something to keep their species going now a cow can't do that use you use it for us for as long as you can and then it sort of you know craps out and dies and uh, th that is fine if you're going to limit life to this world but uh, Muslims have tried to coin definition a definition of life that includes this life and the hereafter and of course they've included God in that you know God is Hayulka you he doesn't die he doesn't need food he doesn't need he doesn't excrete waste he doesn't need to procreate to carry carry on his species everything that biology says is a sign of life god does not need or does not have he doesn't eat doesn't expel waste 
doesn't procreate. By procreation, we mean a species doing something to carry on its existence. I mean, God is only one. He doesn't have a mechanism by which he creates another God and so on. So, Imam Rahib had some conditions and one is, uh, uh, and some of them are, are, are um, similar to the conditions um, that biology has uh, put on. Um, the definition of uh, living things, you know, like the ability to grow, which as I said, plants do that, animals do that, and when I say animals, I include human beings in that, scientifically, scientifically speak, uh, speaking. And uh, you see, in one form of life, a condition of life is freedom from sorrow and worry and depression. Now, that doesn't necessarily happen in this world. It does with many people or with some people. But this is going to be a significant part of the life in the hereafter. That you won't have to worry about anything. So, and then, you know, the ability to have intellect and the ability to act. And you know, the, you might say, well, you know, uh, what about animals and so on? Uh, uh, do they have intellect, you know, do they have the ability to act and so on. But look at the, the animal world. In Africa, you have herds of animals like, you know, uh, lions and, and uh, elephants and whatever have you. And when water dries up in one area, they realize this and they move on. They go to a different area. And of course, the Holy Prophet himself said that animals have feelings and intellect and so on, because someone was uh, uh, slaughtering an animal and others of the same species were watching. And the Holy Prophet was very angry. He said, look, you know, do you think that those watching don't feel anything? that one of their species is being killed and slaughtered, you know, and is in pain. The Holy Prophet himself recognized that animals have this uh, uh, ability. What about the honeybee? Now, to give you one example, when uh, uh, they're going to relocate their beehive, they send out scouts in all directions to reconnaissance the land and the possibilities and the availability of food 
and then all the scouts come back. And would you believe it? That honeybees actually have something like a parliament to which the scouts report their findings. And they've actually videoed this, that some of them get very excited. You know, a scout comes back convinced that if you go east or wherever, there are plenty of flowers and this and that and a safe place to uh, have a beehive and so on. And some other scout is disagreeing with that. You actually see them ex getting excited in more or less the same way as human beings get excited, um, you know, when uh, they're discussing something and they can't convince the uh, other side of uh, what they're saying. Now, don't you need intellect and emotion to be able to react in this way? And I'm convinced that if we go east, that's best for us and no one's listening to me and so on. So, we need to study the animal kingdom with, with uh, a very open mind. Human beings are very arrogant. They think, you know, they know everything and, you know, they're so intellectual and this and that and so on. And no one can teach them anything. Someone did an experiment. They noticed that ants move in one line and at a steady pace. An ant doesn't try to overtake another ant and push in and what have you. So what they tried to do was, these people, they did an experiment. They had one group of cars and they said drive normally and that is speed up, overtake, cut in, etc. And to the other group of cars they said right you, you are going to drive behind one another at a steady speed whatever the speed was I don't know I can't remember and let's see what happens. And that group where cars drove behind one another at a steady speed without trying to overtake each other and cut in and so on, they got to the destination first and it was safer driving. Whereas those who were trying to cut in and, and speed up and slow down and overtake and do this and do that and so on, they got to their destination after the other group. And these scientists, they realized this simply by observing this life form called ants. So, you know, when we talk about uh, intellect and so on, let's not uh, uh, be too arrogant about it. Let's not be too arrogant because 
there are other living things who have great intellect as well. I see we've slightly run over our time, so uh, I want to. Uh, I wanted to recite some verses of the Holy Quran, but I'll take my leave of you now with the prayer that whoever you are, wherever you are, may Allah keep you safe and sound and free from harm. Just to remind you that tomorrow at uh, 1300 hours UK time, we will broadcast our Friday sermon, which is in English. On Saturday at 1300 hours, there'll be a broadcast on uh, the WhatsApp group called Pure Discussions, in which uh, uh, the topic is uh, Ahmad and Ghulam of Ahmad and the servant of Ahmad. Ahmad was one of the names of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and Ghulam Ahmad was the name of the promised Messiah. So, and then of course after that are these broadcasts on hopefully Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, with that I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.